Okay, welcome to podcast number two. Um, the title for this week's module was Programming for Inquiry. Um, I'm your host, one of your hosts, Kira, and we also have... My name's Allison. And this week, we focused on a lot on Inquiry Play, and it was a lot for me to take in, to be honest. What were you thinking about this week's content? Um, I was honestly thinking the same, like even with a lot of the resources, I had to read over them like a couple of times just so that I could fully get an understanding of them. Same with like the content in the module, like trying to um, collaborate it with what we've already learned in a sense. And yeah. like kind of like it's like putting pieces together gradually like it's literally like a puzzle I guess you could say and you just have to like put those pieces together in order to understand really like although we know what our future professions like based off the things that we've learned and things that we've observed but at the same time like it's putting those pieces together and learning more and extending on to what you already know yeah that's a really good point I like the putting the puzzle the pieces together that's like perfect explanation for this week's content yeah um I found it interesting like I I I I had to read through it a few times as well and watch a couple of the videos again and kind of leave leave some notes for myself to kind of read back through to jog my memory kind of remind myself about it but it was a lot more compared to last week I just feel like last week I breezed right through it and this week was like just struggling to remember it it was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, but it was still very interesting to learn about. I think it was such a struggle because it was so interesting and so much so important information. So, like, we really had to take it in to understand it and, like, go, go like, beyond it. So, I think that's why it was so hard. But it was interesting. I also think, like, for this week, like, it was part of a struggle because we're reading it ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're in class going through the module together yeah and like taking other people's feedback like it's you and I obviously now after reading through that that we have to we're gonna touch on each other's feedback and like what we learned and everything yeah but I feel like it was all like really hard for this week's module because like I kind of I kind of feel like I could have used like a little bit of hearing everybody else's yeah like, on it and their yeah. input the resources yeah, and their perspective of it, and, like, like even your perspective takes me in a different way as well, and I'm sure mine does the same for you, so definitely, like, when we hear other people's thoughts, it's like, oh, I didn't even think of that, and then you can build on it, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, do you want me to start off this week? Yeah, how about let's let you take it, take us off this week. <laughs> Um, so one of the resources I use really stuck with me because, like, it's kind of how I've taken things in life, like, based off of my own learning and what I've had to learn. So I took this from one of the videos, and it says, tell me and I forget, show me and I may remember, involve me and I will understand. So, like, based off things that I've learned, like, I need a lot of involvement in order to understand, like, I need someone to sit there and, like, kind of help me in a sense. I'm the same. I'm the same. But, like, at the same time, like, you almost, for children, they need to kind of explore on their own, like, obviously with the support of the educator and, like, the adults around them. Yeah. But we almost need to push them forward to go try something new, to 
give them that opportunity to expand on what they already know and to question what they know and to question what they're learning about what they already know. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so another thing that I want to touch on is why is play important? So like, obviously play instead of a child sitting down at a desk and sitting there and doing crafts, they can go outside and like explore or they can explore in the environment around them. And like, that also has to do with like the environment itself, which we're like learning. We've learned in all of our classes, why the environment is the third teacher. Um, and like, I'm totally forgetting where I'm going, but like I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of there. Um, so like kind of some of the points that I have for why is play important, like because it strength strengthens your curiosity. Like mm-hmm. it gives you, it's kind of like your base, right. and then you build on to that. You learn more through your play and like the different things that you're exploring. Right. What do you think about play and why it's important? So I definitely think it's like something that all programs should really put on the the top of their list, like one of the most important things. Um, I agree with you, like um, with your point you made. Um, I find like from play, so many skills and development are created and built on from there. Like um, a lot of things you find in play is sensory. So sensory is so important for kids to explore and learn about that this is done in their play. Um, so like seeing things, touching things, stuff like that, and they are able to learn and build on it. So that's so important to me, like for a child, especially in an early learning program when they're still learning, you know, um, about their senses, about play, about, you know, themselves. So I definitely think it's so important. Um, and I, I saw a point in the module as well is that um, it should be continued like through kindergarten, through the other grades, like inquiry based play. Because it is so important and it so allows them to develop like more and more from their play. So I, re- I liked that point. I don't think, um, here, I did leave a note about it. So I didn't touch on it as much as I wanted to, but um, they just made a point about um, advocating for learning through play throughout all elementary years, not just kindergarten as it's supported currently and it supports their development etc so i definitely agree with this point that was made and there was also a website about it as well on the module we could learn about but um i definitely agree with that i feel like it should be pushed through um, the elementary grades because it does so much for kids and children that was a long point but i totally like agree with you like i think we're on the same page here and when you said about that Play shouldn't just be, like, in your really early years. Like, even I still, like, experience play, you know what I mean? And I'm 20 yeah. years old. Like, yeah. we're going to continue to do things that involve play. Like, it's right. something we will that just... Especially... Ex- Sorry, you can go. We will especially be doing that a lot when we start our careers. Yeah. Well, like, especially, like yeah, like, that's a, like, main... Um, part of it is that like it's something that we're gonna carry on like for the sake of the children in a sense like but it's also gonna Mm -hmm. help us and it's gonna help us like grow and like learn more right and like one thing that like even sticks with me like just like off this topic of play is that 
Um, one of our responsibilities is to continue learning through our future profession, even while we're right. in school, even while we're registered. Like, there's always new things coming out. Right. But um, another thing that, or do you want to touch on the power of play, like that video? Yes, I mentioned that to you. Um, the power of play video was, it was a long video. I tried to watch it more than once but I really took a lot of key points from it it was so I believe we've watched it before but it was a really good refresher uh, uh, oh sorry. So, you go ahead it's okay um it was interesting to listen and observe the video because they made so many connections to play while using the concept of animals so they kind of talked about like um dogs play play language which was interesting to me to think about because I'm like language like with a dog but I was like what but it was interesting because they have like a play language that other dogs can see and I guess we as humans could notice from them you know their body language as a dog it will change from you know when they're tired to when they want to play like um so they kind of showed an example like at the beach of dogs playing like you could kind of read from them it, it was a totally different body language they had before. Um, and it kind of also explained how, like, the play continues without, like, one dominating the other. So they're kind of both equalized in the play, but they're both active in the play. So they're not kind of one dominating over the other one. They're kind of both participating in the play. And it was interesting to read that just because I was, like, in some play as humans, you know, there's like um, higher roles in the play. But when you think about animals, that's different. So it's kind of like really interesting to like listen to the video and observe. Um, well, based on what you just said, like I, that was, I don't know, like it really, that kind of hit me. Like, yeah, because it's almost like when we think about the different types of play with children, like if they're playing at a kitchen set in the early learning environment like they're all kind of on the same role but like sometimes they'll say like oh like you're the mom you're the dad you're the kid like you know what I'm talking about yeah like those are that's what I see as like dominant roles like because the mom role would be dominating over the child role like yeah like they're like powering themselves yeah like the power of play yeah well I guess that would be the power of play I don't know power (laughs) power in play but um yeah with the dogs they're not dominating over each other they're just both active in the play and it also showed like um the behavior just appears for no reason they explained that which I thought was really interesting because like now that I think about it when I've observed like dogs because I guess I haven't really seen any other animals do that kind of play but like dogs they just kind of start playing there's no like initiation it's just kind of like there they go kind of thing so there's no like reason for their play whereas like when I compare that to like a child there's usually a reason or something implemented to initiate the play sometimes like a lot of the time in the play based inquiry based um, play you know it's child initiated but it was really interesting to compare the differences from the video to like my knowledge I already have and my thoughts that I've observed and when you think about it like animals when they're playing like us humans just think that like when we take our dog to the dog park we're just gonna tire them out we don't really think yeah like them learning anything whereas your child like if you take them for a walk 
and you yeah. look around like think about all the things that they're seeing and right. all the things that they're learning right that through their observation yeah. as well and their play i guess like it's crazy to think of that like we can compare those two because like I, I honestly i never before this video i never even thought like of that like yeah like figure out how, sorry sorry um go ahead ringer was going off on my computer so i'm trying to mute it but i can't um <laughs> uh oh i completely forgot what i was talking about about the video oh yeah so like you wouldn't normally think to compare the two or no, think no. about like anything like that but then this video opens up a whole other concept of learning and theories and like things that we yeah. can we're going to relate those in our future profession we're going to think about those now yeah exactly like hey these just because they're animals doesn't mean they aren't active in play and like you kind of learn from the observation of them it's like oh like that like it kind of explained like a dog wagging its tail it's like its version of excitement showing its expression of its excited wants to play and then there was also a cute video of gorillas imitating tickling in it and it was so cute like two gorillas tickling each other and it makes you think about like you know like that's something humans would do like their version of play so like and again that's where no one's dominating each other they're both active in the play and participating as equals so it's really interesting to compare the two because you know like you said I didn't think of that either before like comparing and the similarities they have although there's differences but this a lot of the similarities that were shown through the video and through the the animals um, one thing I wanted to touch on about, like, the article that was with that video was the mental health issues. Okay, yeah. Which, I mean, like, we've done an assignment on mental health issues. We've done an assignment, like, to do with the mental illnesses, too. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really stood out to me was that there was 24% of uh, the baby boomers that um have dealt with mental health issues, whereas um the millennials i think it was um they're 63 percent oh like think about that jump right where like this inquiry can help children with their mental health it gives them like a sense of like even we've talked about stress where that inquiry can help a child deal with those emotions and deal with what's going on you know what i mean yeah you know, like, that makes me think, like, I'm reviewing the, I reviewed this article a few times, but I'm reviewing it again as a little refresher as you talk about it. Um, it says, like, um, I just read it. Oh, my gosh. If you look at the mental state of kids over the last 50 years, it's getting worse. Kids are showing more signs of psychopathologies, like depression, anxiety, and alienation so that was interesting because like I found this so true like I feel like the effect of like internet has really affected this because when you think of like the power of play you know I think of a kid either inside or outside exploring their creativity exploration like um in play not like you know the iPad in their face so I I kind of compare it that way and I feel like that's affected them because you know, they're not able to, you know, empty, empty their brains for a minute and, you know, 
um, explore that excitement in the engagement of play. So I definitely would compare it to that. And even in this, um, the article having to do with this video, it says that kids make the rules. That like that's part of what inquiry is about. Um, right. So like it's important for us to not overpower the kids, not over support them. You know what I mean? Like we have to have set those boundaries. Right. Where like we can let the children learn on their own. We can let them figure things out on their own. And like that even also has to do with risky play. Exactly. So like if it's I don't even let... think of that. Sorry. I was I wasn't even thinking about risky play. Wow. So if we don't that let like a child go down the slide, how are they gonna learn? You know what I mean? Right. Like that's such a good connection. Wow. Okay. We don't that let a child up. like even I remember I've talked about this in the assignments before about risky play. Mm-hmm. I hated the monkey bars. Like, I literally was, well, and I was always short. So, like, I hated the monkey bars. Like, monkey bars were my biggest fear. And a lot of the time, my mom would say, don't go on them then. And one day, I finally went on them because, like, my friends were all going on them. And I was like, I want to be able to do this, too. So, I finally did it, and I was okay with it. And then, like, from there forward, like, that even, like, enhanced my learning because it kind of made me not scared of things in a sense like I remember my dad brought a dirt bike home for me when I was really little and I wasn't scared to hop on it because like I've taken part in risky play before and I've learned that there's always an outcome to that form of play like there whether it be me falling over and getting a little scrape I'm gonna learn from that and I'm gonna like grow you know what I mean Right. No, exactly. That's a really good connection because, you know, I was I loved the monkey bars. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing. But with my, when I got my dirt bike when I was younger, I wouldn't go on it like I was terrified. So that's funny that we kind of have the same connection, but it's like opposite perspectives because I wouldn't go on it at all. Yeah. Until like like a couple days after like I got it like I was so terrified to go on it and then after I went on it I wouldn't get off of it yeah. so like that's my example of risky play I guess like um so that's that's a good connection to it actually but like you can go both ways you know what I mean like it right but like after you take part in that risky play like yeah you're gonna be scared of some things but like yeah. even me thinking back like now like it's been probably 10 years since I hopped on that dirt bike yeah. Or, like, the monkey bars, like, well, probably more than 10 years for the monkey bars. But, like, yeah. those things are all even affecting me now in my life at 20 years old. Right. It's just crazy to think. Like, and even I remember one time I had a really bad dirt bike accident when I was younger. And I ran yeah. into, like, the wall. And, oh my God. like, it scared me for a bit. Like, you're going to have those scares, but then you're going to yeah. hop back on. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to bounce back in a sense because you learn from it. Yeah. Especially if it's something you really enjoy. Yeah. Well, and you don't want it to end. That's the thing. Like a child, like going on the monkey bars could be very beneficial towards a child. Like it could be something that they enjoy doing. And then, oh, yeah. Like they learn from that to carry on in their future. Right. Oh, that's a good example. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I have one thing, one last thing to end off our podcast. Yep. Was just about 
um, singing songs in programs. So there was a point made how a lot of programs now don't have, you know, the opportunity or singing at all. And, you know, right now with COVID, we don't. But even pre-COVID was mentioned that, you know, it wasn't even really singing wasn't done a lot. And like when I think back to my education, when I was in kindergarten and before, like singing was like we were doing this all the time in games, like, you know, clean up, like singing all the time. Like I felt like so. And it definitely like helped with my inquiry. Like it helped with development. Like um, instead of just speaking, you know, you got to do this exciting role of singing. So like, it's interesting now, like I definitely noticed there isn't as much singing now, even if I reflect on like summer camps, like when I went to summer camps, we did a lot of chants and songs and, I've worked at one for the past two summers and we try to do the songs, but like, it feels like it's not as like wanted, like the kids aren't as excited to sing these songs. Like it's really interesting to think of it that way, but like it's not the same as it used to be. You know what I mean? No, like it's, it's evolved and changed, but I feel like it's changed for the bad. Like singing is so developmentally like helpful for children. Like, it's not just like this little thing we do. It's like something we do for a reason, like for their inquiry, right? So, and even um, like what we talked about in um, Suzanne's class about um, how music can be something that can be a calmer when you're stressed out. And how, like, we right. all talked about how, like, sometimes we'll put music on when we're trying to finish assignment, which, like, I do a right. lot. And, like, I find myself singing so much. And even I remember when I yeah. started co op two years ago now I think it was um yeah when before the kids would eat we would sing a song like there was a different song every day and like right. even now that I think about it like not a lot of kids were interested in it whereas when I was younger like however long ago it would have been when I was in daycare like singing was a thing for us like even my mom my mom yeah. had this one song that, like the you are my sunshine song that she used to sing to me and like that's yeah. something that's like stuck with me because like it was calming to me when I was younger it's something that right. she would sing to me when I went to bed like that's and I think we honestly do need to bring it back like it's something that's gonna yeah. benefit the children in so many different ways no, yeah. yeah I agree like still to this day I love singing like my family probably like wants a mute button for me at this point <laughs> but I definitely think like it's because um of I was so exposed to it like in daycare that was the best part like you know every day in kindergarten well when I was in kindergarten it was every other day I'm sure that was the same with you yeah and we can um, like we can even talk about how sorry like we didn't need to take this on this long but um we can okay. talk about um how COVID's changed almost everything COVID's changed inquiry like think about it a kid goes out and touches the monkey bars like you almost have to sanitize those monkey bars down again right like you're just chasing after them to clean after yeah them. <laughs> and like although it's outside but like they could have sneezed on their hands like all that stuff yeah so you have to think about that because that can affect the well-being of the child and it's part of our responsibility right to protect the well-being of the child no, I totally agree with that. It's crazy how much the world can change in a year. Yeah, like, um, yeah. It's actually kind of sad to think about, like, um, how much effect it has done, like, to the programs, especially, like, 
hopefully we can get back to somewhat normal soon, but I'm not sure. But yeah, let's hope these vaccines get out. Yeah. And hopefully everyone takes them. Or yeah. gets it, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah. But anything else to add to that point or anything else you No, thinking? I think I'm good. I think that was a good uh ending to our podcast wow that went on longer than i thought it would but it was good yeah i definitely didn't think it was gonna go on this long but like you said we get talking and then we get reflecting on things and then we can band it on exactly yeah all right so we'll see you in podcast three thank you for listening and see you next time Bye.